Welcome to the NASCAR Field Filler Podcast, where you can get the latest results, fantasy picks, and news every week in the NASCAR racing world. We just got one more spot left to fill, so let's give it to our host. Here he is, Vanilla Wafers. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the back of the field. This is Vanilla Wafers, and thank you for tuning in to the Field Filler Podcast. Hope you guys are doing well this weekend as NASCAR goes back to Talladega Super Speedway for the 10th race of the 2022 season. I am posting this video before the Bristol Dirt Race, so I have no idea who won that race. I don't even know if that race was exciting or not. I'm hoping that since it was a dirt race, it was at least entertaining to say the least. That comment will either age like fine wine or age like milk. I don't know about you guys, but I want the fine wine. <laughs> but at least Talladega, there's always something crazy that happens here. If there's absolutely that nothing happens to this race, then I don't know what to say. The next-gen car was just exciting for the first seven races, and then after that, it just went down the pooper. No other way to describe it. But here at Talladega is definitely one of the most unpredictable races, as you'll have some drivers having an absolute best performance, and some drivers who will not score any stage points and wind up finishing 38th. We gotta make sure we pick the right fantasy picks for this one because this race is super unpredictable and could dev definitely devastate your league by choosing the wrong drivers. So you want a little bit of consistency as well as talent when it comes to these types of racetracks. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Let's look at our top picks for this weekend at Talladega Super Speedway. Alrighty, so we already know how this works. We pick five drivers who we think are going to be top picks that are going to be contending for the victory. These are the guys you want in your number one or number two spots. Then we got the pretty good guys where we think they're going to be running in the top ten or at the very least score a lot of stage points. We want these guys as their third and fourth spot on our fantasy rosters. And then there's some drivers you may want to take a chance on this weekend as it is kind of risky to go with them. They could A, save some of your top drivers for later races or B, really surprise you and get you a lot of points where a lot of people did not expect. So the first one we're going to add on to this list is going to be a driver who's been dominant all throughout the 2022 season. I'm pretty sure he even did good in the Bristol Dirt Race. Like I said, do not know what the results for that one. But I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney as the first pick to go as a top pick for this race. Ryan Blaney has just been phenomenal at almost every single racetrack so far. But it has been the super speedway races where he's been head and shoulders. I mean, let's look at Talladega, or actually let's look at restrictor plate races in the last 10 of them. He has had seven top 10s. Nobody except one other driver has came close to that many top 10s in the last 10 races. He's led 167 laps, has had three victories, and definitely, if we had to choose between Daytona and Talladega, in which he favors, he has definitely been better at Talladega. Ryan Blaney, hands down, a great pick to go with. Hopefully you haven't used him up in almost every single race, but if you had to use him just one more time, it would be right here at Talladega. Next driver we're going to talk about is a driver that has proven in the last couple of years that he is hands down a great super speedway racer. Got a victory here last year. Granted, it was a rain-shortened event, but when you look at the Daytona 500, how close he was to getting the victory there, and also the race at Atlanta, which is a super speedway race, ran the same package as Daytona and Talladega, and he ran up front there. Of course, I'm talking about the number 23 of Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace has already gotten the victory, 
um, here in the Cup Series. So now he's just trying to add on. And definitely getting over that first victory is very important no matter who you are. It just seems like that first victory is always the toughest one to get. He has jumped over that and he has been very close the last couple of times when we've gone to races with this type of package. I mean, like I just said, he was this close to winning the Daytona 500. And now we come here to Talladega, a track we already know he's confident at. We already know 2311 has provided some great equipment for these racetracks. And really the only type of tracks that Toyota seems to be at the same level as Chevrolet and Ford I think it's definitely worth putting Bubba Wallace as a number one pick because I think he can contend for the victory. Whether it's a rain short event or not, expect that number 23 car to be running near the front here in this Talladega race. Now let's talk about a driver who is known for super speedway races, more specifically Daytona, but could still be a good driver to go with in this race as he has gotten a victory at Talladega just a couple of years ago, which means he does know how to get to victory lane at this racetrack. Of course, I'm talking talking about the number 11 of Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin in the last 10 races at Super Speedways, he has on average had two victories and for the most part finishes in the top 10. In fact, his average finish is 10.6. There's not that many drivers who are even comparable to him. The only one is one that we mentioned earlier of Ryan Blaney. So definitely these tracks, he is great and by far one of the best super speedway drivers right now in the NASCAR Cup Series. Not many people can compete against him. And yes, his luck has been really sour for the most part this year. I mean, we saw at Martinsville, we thought he was a shoe-in to run really good in that race. And then all of a sudden, he finishes 28th multiple laps down and really the only good race he's had is Richmond other than that really hasn't been that much excitement out of that number 11 camp but it's still a super speedway race and I feel like if he stays out of trouble expect him up front I mean he has led more laps than anyone else here in the NASCAR Cup Series when it comes to super speedways in the last few years so Denny Hamlin even though his luck is a little sour right now I still think he has a really good shot to be running up front this race score some stage points and maybe just maybe can get a victory once again in the number 11 FedEx machine now let's talk about a driver who's had a lot of success here in the 2022 season and it looks like it's going to carry on continually throughout the year by what we've seen so far at Richmond and Martinsville uh, and I think in the Bristol Dirt Race he's going to be running really good in that race as well. I'm talking about the number 24 of William Byron. Many people do not know this but William Byron is actually becoming one of the best uh, super speedway racers. I mean statistically he has been up there with everybody else as far as top drivers go. I mean, look at his last couple of finishes. Now, we're not going to talk about the one with the rain incident. He was kind of in a situation where he had to get a victory in that race, so he was going all out. Unfortunately, gets caught up in a wreck. But before that, he has finished second, fourth, and 11th. And he has led laps in every single one of those races. And on average, he's running around in the 11th position. Now, that doesn't sound that great, but at a racetrack where you can drop from 1st to 28th just like that, that is actually some really, really good numbers from that number 24 camp. Uh, granted, the top 10s are not even comparable when it comes to Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace. But still, the momentum is such on his side right now. And I really think that that 24 car is just an unstoppable force at this moment. And you got to run with that momentum because when a driver has momentum, it just works in his favor. Hendrick Motorsports has had some fairly good equipment when it comes to the super speedway races. And since he's the most recent winner, a super speedway race which was the atlanta race expect that number 24 to be a force to be reckoned with here this weekend oh man 
I, uh, this one is a controversial one, but I really think we got to put him in the top list. I, I honestly think so because, gosh, he just ran so good in the Daytona race. It just hasn't been a good season. I know he's in with a brand new team trying to figure it out. Of course, it's its own team. I'm talking about the number six of Brad Keselowski. Now, like I said, many people may be questioning this one. It's like, Brad Keselowski, like, he hasn't really been a factor at all this year. The only time he was a factor was the Daytona race. And let's be honest, if there's any way Brad Keselowski is going to make it into the playoffs this year, he's got to win either Talladega or Daytona. It looks like right now, that's where that team is shining the most. So he needs a really good race here this weekend. And he can definitely do it. I mean, with the victory in the dual race, running up front in the Daytona 500, and his success here in the past at Talladega, this is his most winningest track on the schedule. He has always been successful at this track. And let's look at his numbers. On average, he's the fifth best driver out of the current NASCAR Cup Series drivers. He's led 140 laps, has four top tens, one victory right there, and he has completed more laps than the likes of Ryan Blaney, Denny Hamlin, and Bubba Wallace. Uh, maybe not, not Bubba Wallace, excuse me. Bubba Wallace has completed the most laps um, compared to these five drivers. But Brad Keselowski is definitely a more consistent driver than some of the others that we have mentioned here in the top tier list. It's just, can that number six car bring the speed and be a competitor in this race? Or is Brad Keselowski going to be so aggressive that he takes himself out? That is something you're going to have to consider. Definitely a dark horse in this race. But I really think if he can keep the car clean, expect him as a good number two pick here for this weekend. So those are the top picks we have here. We got the number 12 of Ryan Blaney, the number 23 of Bubba Wallace, the number 11 of Denny Hamlin, the number 24 of William Byron, and the number 6 of Brad Keselowski. Now it is time to look at the pretty good guys and see who you want in your third or fourth spot for your fantasy league. All right, let's talk about a driver who's more consistent than most people when it comes to these types of races, and that is honestly Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, believe it or not, is a more consistent driver than most of the Cup Series drivers that are currently running in the 2022 season. It is absolutely crazy. I did not think that because you honestly see Chase Elliott as a more unpredictable driver. There's a race where he could be leading a bunch of laps and absolutely dominate the race. And then the very next race, he could finish like 22nd, have no chance at all. That's just the way Chase Elliott has been. But here, when it comes to super speedways, it, it has really been more in his favor. He has the third most top tens than anybody here in the Cup Series, only behind Ryan Blaney and Denny Hamlin. And that is six top tens and three top threes, led 128 laps, and his average finish is 13.2. Here at a restricted plate track, that is pretty good. And with his average fantasy score being about 30 points per race, mm, now things are looking pretty favorable for that number nine machine. I Again, I would probably say definitely road course races is where you want to save most of Chase Elliott. Um, and maybe not so much these unpredictable races, but honestly, the way I'm looking at it, this is a more predictable race than a half mile track for Chase Elliott. So honestly, I think Chase Elliott could be a good number three pick for your fantasy rosters here at Talladega. Now we will move on to a driver who for some reason just cannot finish these races, but score so many points that you almost got to consider him as a really good pick here. That's the number 22 of Joey Logano. 
I said it in a podcast earlier this year on Johnny on the Tracks podcast that Joey Logano just never sees the checkered flags in this race, even though he's one of the most dominant drivers here at Super Speedways at Daytona and Talladega, he just can't get to the finish. And I don't know why. I think he's just so aggressive of a driver that it really bites him in the butt. I mean, look at this. The last 10 races, one top 10. That is it. But he scores on average 29 fantasy points per race. Basically, what that means is he's winning stage one. He's right there with stage two. If he's not right there, then he's also winning stage two. He just can't finish the final stage. So again, riskiest driver out of the seven that I've mentioned, maybe the same level as Brad Keselowski in all honesty, but if he can stay out of trouble, we are just trying to figure out which race will he stay out of trouble. If he can do it in this race, expect 50 plus points from Joey Logano, and I really mean that, but also do keep in mind, he mostly finishes outside the top 10 than he does in the inside. In fact, his average finish is only 20.5. That's something to consider for the number 22 machine. Now, here's a consistent driver that really nobody really talks about here when it comes to Talladega. That is the number four of Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick, believe it or not, has a pretty good average finish when it comes to Talladega and restricted play races as a whole, with his average finish being 13.3. And with top 10s, he finishes in the top 10 about half of the time. Now, those are actually really good numbers, but the biggest number is 816. That is the amount of laps he has completed in the last 10 restrictor plate races. He beats everybody on this list. Even Bubba Wallace, who has 813 laps completed as the most consistent driver to make it to the finish. That is Kevin Harvick. So definitely, if you want more of a safer pick, the number four car is the way to go. Just by how well he finishes at these races, he stays out of trouble. He's not going to get the win. I really don't see the number four car in victory lane. And uh, honestly, I think that's a pretty fair thing to say because Whenever you think of a restrictor play track here in the last couple of years, Kevin Harvick's not the one you think about by any means. But you know what? This is where he gets that nickname, Mr. Where Did He Come From? Because for some reason, this guy can stay out of trouble and finish in the top 10. The number four car, definitely a good number four pick for fantasy teams here at Talladega. Now the man who won the Daytona 500, it is now time to include the number two of Austin Sendrick. Austin Sendrick had a phenomenal run at Daytona. It wasn't a fluke that he won that race. He had a really good car and he was able to be in the front when it mattered the most. Definitely a great win for him and I could see it carrying on with the teammates that he has over at Team Penske because Ryan Blaney, great at Talladega. Joey Logano, he can win stages. Austin Sendrick, he's going to be right there with him. I really don't see him really falling that far behind from these guys. The only reason why he's a little lower on my list compared to other drivers is he's still a rookie. Rookies tend to make mistakes and it definitely is more of a riskier pick. Um, this is going to be definitely a risk versus reward kind of feel for you. You're not going to be looking at practice charts or anything like that. You're just wondering, can he make it to the finish? That's something you got to truly consider when looking at the number two of Austin Sendrick. I honestly think he can just by how well he ran in the Daytona race. If he can stay up front, for the most part, the drivers who stay up front will stay out of trouble because usually the wreck happens between 10th on back. So that's something to consider. Austin Sendrick, definitely a good number three, number four pick for Talladega. And the last driver we're going to talk about here in the pretty good category is going to be a driver that I don't think many people are really focusing on. 
which is kind of crazy because he had a really good finish in the Martinsville race, and he typically runs really good here at these big racetracks. I am talking about the number three of Austin Dillon. Now, Austin Dillon has been known as the driver who just barely misses everyone's fantasy roster, I feel like. Like, when we set up our roster, we're just like, eh, do we want to go with Austin Dillon? Do we want to go with this other driver? I feel more confident in this other driver. That's how, honestly, how I see how this number three car mostly gets treated. And it kind of seems a little unfair because, believe it or not, he has the seventh most fantasy points in the last ten races when it came to Daytona or Talladega. I kid you not, he scores on average... 26 points in um, a super speedway race, which most people are just like, well, that's not that very good. You know, that's considering any time he's been caught up in an accident or anything like that. And honestly, the, here's the people who are beating him. Joey Logano, Brad Keselowski, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Denny Hamlin, and Ryan Blaney. Some of the best restrictor plate drivers. The next one down is Austin Dillon. Now, granted, those guys are 290 points or higher. So there's a big separation between Austin Dillon and the rest of the drivers. So he is definitely a fourth pick, maybe even fifth pick for fancy rosters. But the reason why I'm including him here in the pretty good category is he can definitely give your other drivers a break in this race. And you can rely on somebody who can honestly score you a few stage points that not many people are going to be using here in this race. Austin Dillon may be a really good mid-tier driver to put here on your fantasy rosters. So those are the guys in the pretty good category. We got the number 9 in Chase Elliott, the number 22 of Joey Logano, the number 4 of Kevin Harvick, the number 2 of Austin Sindrick, and the number 3 of Austin Dillon. Now it is time to look at three drivers you may want to take a chance on here this weekend at Talladega. Oh man, oh man, this is when it gets really, really tough here because when it comes to these types of races, I almost want to include about 15 drivers up to 20 drivers here in this restrictor play race because you just don't know who is going to be able to stay out of trouble. Honestly, that's just how it feels. But I feel like the picks that I've went with are a little bit more comfortable picks as far as take a chance goes. And I'm first going to be starting off with the number 17 of Chris Busher. Chris Busher, I've said it many times, is actually a really good super speedway racer. We have seen it multiple times. He has ran around in the top five for a lot of these races. And he has finished in the top five once in the top 10 four different times. And his average finish is a 17.4. But he does score a lot of fantasy points at the same time. And the way I saw RFK Racing running at Daytona, I really feel confident that they're going to be running near the front and at the very least the first and second stage. You're looking for someone who can get you probably about 26 points here for your fifth spot. I really think Chris Buescher can do that for you here in this number 17 machine, and he can do that with ease. He just has to stay out of a, an accident, obviously. I mean, everyone has to stay out of an accident. But if I had to feel more confident in the other drivers that we have not mentioned yet, definitely Chris Buescher is going to be a good one to go with and could surprise a lot of people running up front with his partner, Brad Keselowski. And then let's talk about the driver that everyone seems to love to put on these super speedway races. It's so funny. Whenever I see fantasy leagues, I see the percentages jump for this driver. Everywhere else is about, I don't know, like 2 to 5%. And then when it comes to a super speedway race, he all of a sudden goes to like 27%. It's absolutely crazy. This is the number 34 machine of Michael McDowell. Michael McDowell makes a return here in Fantasy League picks, and it comes here at Talladega. 
Now, Michael McDowell, definitely here in this number 34 car. He, a lot of people think of him as a one-hit wonder for getting that Daytona 500 win. Yes, he's only gotten that one win so far, and it looks like that may be his only victory here in his NASCAR Cup Series career. But man, when it comes to these races, Front Row Motorsports knows how to put out good equipment. They have done it multiple times. We saw David Reagan as well as Todd Gillen, or not Todd Gillen, sorry, David Gillen, Todd Gillen's father, finish 1-2 in a race about 10 years ago. That was the team's first ever win, and they did it in dominating fashion. This team knows how to get into victory lane here at Talladega, and I would not be surprised if that 34 car is contending for a victory near the end of this race. I don't think he's going to be scoring stage points. This one is mostly going with the feeling of he is going to be there at the end. I don't think you're going to see him in the first stage or the second stage, but you could very well see him in the third stage. That's what I see from Michael McDowell. He is a garage pick for sure. You're putting him in the garage and, and waiting to see if any other driver has some major troubles here in this race. You don't think they're going to make it to the finish, for an example. Let's say Joey Logano doesn't get any stage points and he's still in the race. Then maybe you want to switch out Michael McDowell for Joey Logano just by how Joey Logano's finishes have been here at Super Speedway races. So Michael McDowell, a riskier driver to go with but does have a lot of potential here in this number 34 machine and for my final pick here in the take a chance category I'm going to go with a driver that absolutely no one's really thinking about. I'm going to mention some other drivers here real quickly. Eric Amarola. Uh, Eric Amarola seems to do really good here at Talladega from time to time. He's had a few top 10 finishes, but do be aware that his average finish is 17.8. As it's a little bit better as other drivers, it is um, a little bit behind some of the other drivers I mentioned beforehand. So Eric Amarola could be a garage pick, but I don't think he's really the guy to talk about as far as taking a chance goes. Martin Trex Jr., yeah, he had a really good run at Daytona. That's his only really good run that we have seen in the last couple of years. Could he repeat that success? He most definitely can, but do keep in mind that it's usually few and far between that we see that number 19 car near the front here at these super speedway races. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., he's just too wild of a driver to go with nowadays. I, I just feel like anytime he has a slight chance to win the race, he starts wrecking. I, I don't know. I think he just gets too excited. Eric Jones could be a viable pick. He really could be. I think he's going to be more of a top 15 driver, and he's probably only going to score you probably maybe 19 fantasy points in this race. That's what I see the most out of him. All the other drivers are really more riskier drivers. I think maybe I could lean towards uh, Ross Chastain or Chase Briscoe. But again, they're still in an area where you could see them very 50-50, either finishing inside the top 10 or finishing outside the top 30. The one I'm going to talk about, though, is the number 7 of Corey LaJoy. You heard right, the number 7 of Corey LaJoy, Spire Motorsports. Spire Motorsports has not been really a team that you ever mention when it comes to running in victory lane. But Corey LaJoy proves once again that he is a driver who can stay out of trouble here in these races and finish near the top. I don't know how he does it, but believe it or not, he has scored the 11th most fantasy points here in the Cup Series when it came to the last 10 races at Super Speedways. I kid you not. And if you don't believe me, look at the Atlanta race. He would finish in the top five. Granted, he spun out on the last lap, but he was there near the end. Nobody was talking about him at all. 
And believe it or not, this has happened more than a couple times here for this number seven team. Um, you look back at a few finishes. He has been in the top 10 near the end. Let me give you a few examples here. In 2019, he finished seventh and he finished 11th in those races at Talladega. In the Daytona race, the tragic incident with Ryan Newman, thank goodness he was okay. He finished in the top 10 in that one. I do believe in the Daytona race before the chase start or the playoff started, he was running near the front as well. There is opportunity for this number seven car to run in the front, but he's like Michael McDowell. He's a garage pick for sure. He's going to be someone similar to Michael McDowell, probably not going to score you any stage points in the first two. You got to see if he stays out of trouble. If he can stay with the lead pack, that's the thing you got to keep an eye on. If he can stay with the lead pack in this race, then put him on your fantasy roster if you feel like some of the other drivers may get caught up in an incident or you have drivers who can win stages but not finish and they're not really giving you the stage points that you want, then you want to put Corey LaJoy in instead. So those are the three drivers that you may want to, may want to take a chance on this weekend. We got the number 17 of Chris Buescher, a driver who's been successful at Talladega the last couple of years. The number 34 of Michael McDowell. He used to be known as a road course racer, which he still has success in the most part, but definitely as far as fantasy picks go, he favors more here at the restrictor plate tracks. And then Corey LaJoy, someone nobody talks about, but if he can stay in the lead pack and can stay out of trouble, expect that number seven car to sneak away with another top 10 here for Spire Motorsports. That will conclude the final fantasy picks for today's episode, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Like I've said multiple times, again, this is before the Bristol Dirt Race. So, unfortunately, I cannot announce who finished in the top three for Fantasy League this weekend. I, I, I'm sorry for that. Um, hopefully, you guys did phenomenal in the Bristol Dirt Race. Hopefully, no one shot under 100 points like I did last year. Hopefully, we had an on average 175 points. That'd be bad to the bone. But I swear to you, starting this Monday, your regular podcast episodes will go back to normal for us, and I will be able to post videos with no fear of missing any out. We're just going to miss this one episode here this Monday and then move forward from it. So we will go from there, and if for some reason in the future I have to, I will let you guys know. If you do want to join our Fantasy League, you can do so at fantasygames.nascar.com at NASCAR Field Fillers. We're at 36 members right now. It's been so much fun, and remember, the winner of the league is going to get a 124 custom diecast of the car that I am driving in in the podcast title photo. That is going to be super cool to make. I cannot wait. I'm going to be the one making it. I've already bought the car. I've already dismantled the car. I just got to get some paint thinner to take the paint off and then get the stickers from a custom-made maker. That should take a little bit of time, but I still got plenty of time. And once that gets done, I will make sure to post it on either TikTok, YouTube, or Twitter. Whatever you guys can reach out to me on, I will make sure to post that on because I'm super excited to see how this turns out. If you do want to follow me and watch daily videos, I'm going to still post daily videos while I'm away. Um, You can do so at TikTok at VanillaWafers44. Um, all NASCAR related, most of it humorous, some of it a little bit informative. If you're a fan of both of those, then you'll enjoy my channel. And then YouTube is where I post most of the TikTok episodes a day or two later, but still, um, all the videos that I deem worthy to be put on YouTube from TikTok, I'd make sure to do that. So again, at Vanilla Wafers 44 for TikTok and at Vanilla Wafers for YouTube. And then Twitter, when you want to talk about the races, you can do so there at Tyler V 33 
if um, maybe in the future I might be doing live streams for the last few laps of each race. I'm keeping I, I did that a couple times, so maybe I'll start doing that again. That would be on TikTok or Twitter. We'll see what you guys prefer. But above all, guys, thank you so much for listening to the best and trying out all the rest. I have been able to fill up the last few remaining minutes of your time, so I'm going to take the car and pull it right on into pit road, collect my last place winnings, and I am out. So you all take care. This has been the Field Filler Podcast. <laughs>